Sexual beach on summertime. Have we ever shared with our fans that we call each other sexual beach huns when no. it's nice and we go to the beach? Are we sharing it right now? I don't know. Should we? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've heard from literally one fan. Hey, Cassandra. Hi. Uh, that she likes when we call each other hun. Maybe nobody else does. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a turn off for some Maybe people. Maybe it's most likely a turn off for a lot of people. But Cassandra, just so you know, when we go to the beach, we call each other sexual beach huns. And sometimes we really enunciate the word sexual when we say sexual. Yeah, we say sexual. And then sometimes we just say sexual. Like when we're at the beach and we're like having a good time, we'll like look at each other and be like, oh, sexual. <laughs> Meanwhile, nothing sexual is happening. No, it's not at all. It's just a random reference that yep. makes only sense to us. Uh, anyway, if this is your first time listening <laughs> to Who Cares About Ross and Patrick, this welcome, is a... Welcome to the Mental Illness Show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a podcast about life, love, relationships, sexuality, yes. uh, beach sexuality. Ow. Ow. <laughs> if you're um, wondering what beach sexuality is, we don't know. Let us know what you think. Yeah. And my name is Patrick, and that's my wife, Ross, over there. And we just talk about things we care about. We talk with people who care about us. We talk to people we care about. We talk about topics we care about. Am I am I nailing this bio, or is this yeah, terrible? Yeah, I think you're... An, an, <laughs> black and white thinking. Am I, are you nailing it, or is it terrible? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, those are the options. Um, no, I think you're somewhere in between, closer to nailing it on the spectrum, yeah. I would say. And um, also, apropos of me saying hello, hello, which maybe you'll keep in. I don't know. We have to now. We don't edit. We don't edit. Um, new new RuPaul's Drag Race seasons are coming out. It's relentless. Yes. Stay tuned. I've got nothing to do with it other than the fact that I'm a fan. Uh, and sometimes we talk about it and sometimes, And that is one of the things that we care about and that we talk about yeah. sometimes. Uh, so apparently, relentless season 12 and All-Stars 5 coming at us, like, back-to-back. Back. Wow, wow. And we also are diving through Bachelor in Paradise at the moment. So if you're into that show, check out last week's episode or two episodes ago. We discuss the oh, yes. Bachelor in Paradise through the lens of the ethical slut. We've, We're doing God's work. We've gotten zero response <laughs> about that episode. But if you're into polyamory or you're interested in it, uh, we talk about or just how sex positivity, openness, what have you. Yeah. And we talk about how all those contestants on that show have zero idea that they're a in a cult and B, they're all in one big polyamorous relationship that they can't understand. They truly like they could be living their like best open sexual lives if they all just came to the show with a copy of that book. Yeah. You know? Anyway, talking about best sexual lives, today's guest has a podcast about sex and relationships and polyamory and kink. He is a very Everything funny right? stand-up comedian in New York City. His podcast is called The Man Whore Podcast, and we had him on the show. Uh, it, our interview was with Billy Presida. What did you think about our interview? I thought it was great. I thought it was an interesting take. And you know me, like white cis men, guilty until proven innocent. He's proven himself innocent. Okay, wow, everybody. Wow, that's a huge endorsement. <laughs> From this feminist who struggles, Billy Presida, everybody, the man whore, get into it. Who cares about Ross and Patrick? I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? Who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs>
All right, hon, we just got home from couples therapy and now we're sitting with a sexpert. I feel like we're in a double header of like love our love life right now. Are you a self-identified sexpert? No. Oh, okay. I'm not at all. You one. I'm calling I'm a, you one. I mean, I just listen to you. A sex enthusiast? Okay. Uh, but okay. I identify more as a comedian. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool, cool, uh, cool. Very funny sexpert. Uh, <laughs> No, that is how we met. We we met in comedy. I, I don't I don't know that you'll really remember meeting me ever, or I don't know if we ever actually formally met until just sort of in the last. I year know I got or two. a random message from you. That was I think my first like legitimate memory interaction. Yeah, was just like a question like randomly about non monogamy. I was like, whoa, what's your name again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was always familiar with you from mics and stuff, but we never met. And then I became familiar with your podcast, and and then hearing more and more of your material on stage. And uh, Ross and I have been doing this show for a while, and we've always been flirting with like, are we gonna like come out and talk about our whole life like on this podcast or not? Which I of course wanted to the whole time, but. He He's the one some, who's hesitant. Yeah. yeah. You're the one who wants to, you know, ideally we're going to bear all on HBO. That's well, I know well, you're going to yeah. hold back on the podcast. Well, that, yeah, now I get that. Uh, and, but it's, it was so scary, you know, like it just feels, I, I just have shame. <laughs> about just like, stuff still. <laughs> but that's like how we are too. Like I'm always the one that's like, Open book. I don't really care. I mean, you're yeah. ready to put a tattoo of whatever the secret is, right? Right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> and I mean, he, you know, to your credit, hun, uh, you are going to colleges touring about stuff that has nothing to do with. Yeah, our open relationship. So I understand some of the hesitancy, but now we've just thrown caution to the wind, thankfully, and we can just be our true selves. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I've just been wanting to talk to you, man. Uh, and <laughs> cool. You, you like uh, so what I specifically messaged <laughs> right. you about was like, what was it like to take the plunge to like come out on like so publicly? Mm. And what I I asked specifically about familial ramifications, mm. Mm. and uh, you basically said that you were always sort of the black sheep of your family. Yeah. Yeah, that that wasn't going to uh, ruffle any feathers. Uh, I already don't have this super tight relationship like, yeah. with my, my family. So I was like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Did you properly come out to them or it was like whatever? I've never care. had to like come out as non-monogamous. Yeah. Like outside of, you know, telling someone in an interaction. Sure. But I okay. never had to like do a thing because yeah. I wasn't really. I my, my dating history is like women were just like not interested for a long time, for basically all of adolescence and high school and everything. And I got to college. I had one girlfriend, monogamous, for about 14 months. And then since then, wasn't able to get a girlfriend. Every mm. like I, And that's why I started the podcast was because I had this problem where women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. Mm. Right. And I wanted to find out why. Because like... I like cuddles and being told I love you. Yeah. I wanted, I'm a very mushy good. I get told with like casual partners that I'm very boyfriendy. So it's like, okay. I like that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah. So it's never like I had a relationship that then needed to come out as non-monogamous. Cause yeah. I was just like, I just want someone to love me back. I don't yeah. need, I don't care if people know or don't know. Yeah. And the podcast originally was called Billy Persita's quest for love, something no. like that. The man whore podcast. There's always been man whore podcast. Something quest for love. Uh, the though, subtitle. Right? I think. I think about guys we fucked. Where it's like, yeah, here's the subtitle that no one yeah. ever references. But yeah, it, the subtitle was a sex positive quest for love. Right. Oh, I've okay. since shortened it to just a sex positive quest. quest. Cause like life is different. Things are different, but yeah. 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 It's it. So I, I wanted to prepare for today obviously. And I've, I've listened to a handful of episodes, but I, I went back to the Mia Isabella episode ah. uh, from April. Uh, 
And it was so interesting that so many of the things that you talked about in the intro, I was, I'm just fascinated by her. I think she's like an amazing porn star. Uh, You also said she's really hot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's like when you say amazing and just so exquisite, it's like, you mean hot, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, A talented, talented performer. Sure. Um, She sounds it. So (laughs) do you measure the talent in the amount of jizz that they procure? Yeah. Yeah. I I get out a mini kitchen scale and, uh, uh, there's charts. There's I wouldn't be surprised. Spreadsheets. Are weighing it out. It's like, yeah. oh my God, she's really hot. Wow. Yeah. After he's come, then the charts <laughs> and the graphs and the <laughs> instruments come out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, um, in, in the intro to that, you, you talked about the evolution of like your, your uh, situation mm-hmm. and um, you were going through a sort of breakup at the time. And, uh, and I, I don't know. I just think it's so cool. Um, and oh, you also played this quote from uh, a Mark Marin oh, podcast, the, cl- uh, the clown thing. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. I was just like, God, this is such a great like first episode for somebody to listen to to get like who you are, where you're coming from, and what your sort of mission is. Um, so yeah, we're just so excited you're here. Oh, uh, cool, man. Uh, so yeah, tell us. I, I, I think this will be a fun way to set up some context for Billy. Oh, give me context, hon. You know, let's I get into give me all that context. <laughs> tell us about your day. Where where were you today? Uh, I was at the nude beach. Nice down in uh, in Jersey, Gunnison Beach. It's on Sandy Hook. Uh, it's like one of only a few nude beaches on the eastern coast, from what yeah. I can tell. There's a lot of beaches apparently where you can like get away with certain things, but like sanctioned nude beaches. Yeah, I remember the first day of the season this year that was like actually sunny. It was packed, and there were people who drove up there from like Maryland and oh wow, all all these like weird places, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Cause That's there, weird. Because there was no, because there's no other beach. It's yeah. like they drove six, seven hours because there's how are no the beach. Pittsburgh nudes. Yeah, they were fine. You know, <laughs> everyone was fine. It's just the idea it was like there's people who so desperately want this place to like relax in the sun, sans clothes, and like be in that kind of like yeah. space. Uh, they will drive all sorts of hours just to go because there's like not other options. So yeah. sad. Yeah. I agree. Like I agree. I we should be allowed more. to be nude everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so how did this, how, has this always been a part of your life, going to the nude beach? Is this like a No, I just bought a car in March, uh, in May, so like nice. I think 5% of the reason I bought a car was so I could just go to the beach when I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations on yeah. that. What are, you, what are you riding around in? Mm, a very luxurious and sensible 2018 Toyota Camry. Nice. I mean, 2018, that, that's, that's incredible. That sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah. And you're like living the dream. You're like, you know, you make this podcast. This is your, this is your career. Like you're a comedian, you're touring, you're putting on live shows. Yeah, I'm very poor. And yeah, but you, but you <laughs> make Toyota it work. Toyota Camry though. I'm, I'm, uh, the Toyota Camry, I got somewhere to sleep. Uh, yeah. If yeah. it all goes shit south. Uh, so, so yeah, the nude beach, is it like a social hang for you or is it, is it a part of your sex life? Like what, where does that land in, in the, uh, not at all part of the sex life. I am very socially anxious, especially if I don't know people and I can see that they know each other. Cause mm-hmm. you go down there and you're like, Oh, these people must be best friends. There's, um, there's a lot of swingers down there from when I can overhear. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people are like in the lifestyle. <laughs> That phrase always makes me laugh. Yeah, it's like a, it's a generation above us. It's yeah, like the yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like just older people who just like being naked. Yeah. Um, not part of my sex life, just a place I like to go and hang out. Like so, it, I'll put it this way to go take the subway to Coney Island from Bushwick would take what an hour and a half. Yeah. I can drive there in two hours 
Like for the extra half hour, I can go hang out with a bunch of naked people. Yeah. yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, that's great. Nudity has always played an interesting role in my life and my sexuality. Well, I guess it plays a role in everyone's sexuality. <laughs> in, that, in that you take your clothes uh, off to yeah, have the sex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but when I was in high school, before I ever started drinking, uh, I I used to like I discovered I could create these like shocking moments at parties by being like the naked guy, or I would moon people a lot in middle school and high I mean, school. What a hoot! Like oh, always. Wow. Oh, there was always this layer of like exhibitionism and getting like excited by that. Just a young comedy genius. Be like, <laughs> if I take my dick out, yeah. right, exactly. people will go, what? I'm going to show them my butt. And now. this is the period of time too that we like to talk about that I like really would have hated him. Like yeah. really, there not there would not have been chemistry between us. I you don't like, look like you'd have fun at a frat party where this goes down. No, oh, man. no. That I'm eye like, roll, that was a very good eye deep, roll just right? now. Yeah. <laughs> like, is she going to have a stroke right now? When both eyes are sort of like tweaking over to the side. Yeah. I'm like, who uh, is this straight white cis dude taking his dick out to entertain people? Well, she has all out of the here. buzzwords. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Welcome to Feminism 101. Yeah, welcome to queer raise, feminism. Raise your armpits for Billy. Woo! Look at those things. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think, and now having come to terms with like what I'm into sexually and, and everything at 38 years old, I, You're 38? Uh, yeah, man. Are you 38? 36. Y'all are, wow. Okay. What, what do you think? We're older? No, younger. Yes. <laughs> that was go. a fish. Yeah. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere on I'm this like, podcast. I'm like, oh, you think I'm 40? Oh, no, you think I'm 25? Great. This is a new, <laughs> new rule for our guests. You have to flatter us once <laughs> per show. Well, we stopped drinking many years ago, so that's how we were able uh, to pre- preserve this fresh face you yeah. see before us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think um, that's like, that could be like a warning sign. Like, if your teenager is the naked guy or mooning people, like, he may be a sexual deviant. Or just an alcoholic. We haven't decided which. Yeah. We both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, let's, well, let's talk about the lifestyle. How, how long, <laughs> what, what would you say kicked it off for you? Like, how long has it been? Well, I wouldn't call myself in the lifestyle because, like, the lifestyle usually, ref- usually refers to, like, swingers. Yeah. Which is, like, a very specific thing. Yeah. Um... It like operates within a kind of a tight box. It's it's usually straight couples with other straight couples, and sometimes the chicks will kiss, yeah. and like, <laughs> but dudes don't. Like in right, swinger right. life, yeah, yeah, like yeah. dudes do not kiss like other no dudes. Homo. Yeah, it's it's like. Yeah. A shocking amount of no homo. Yeah. yeah. Like we're, um, our dicks are very close to each other. It's like but get, also, <laughs> like, no. I don't play with dicks, but it's also like, dudes, get over a bit. It's, yeah. it's, it's more like, I don't care if they do, but the, I'll put it this way. Like if you go to like a swinger resort, bi guys will like get a side eye. Oh, interesting. That is like, oh, the patriarchy is real. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, but, but that's, but that's also, that's that swinger lifestyle. It's like very, yeah, I mean, yeah, look, yeah. I know there's a lot of very inclusive and like, you know, hey, we love LGBT people, whatever, uh, swingers, but the yeah. lifestyle as a whole has that kind of Yeah, it's old school. Thing. Yeah, it's very yeah, old yeah. school. They yeah. don't, they won't, you know, a lot of them would, um, but yeah, so I wouldn't consider myself that. Uh, I'm, I call myself ethically non-monogamous, uh, so I just don't do monogamy. Yeah. And for me, I don't think anything really kicked it on. I saw this word. I saw this movie definitely maybe in 2007. Does uh-huh. anyone remember? I don't. Ryan I don't Reynolds. Uh, oh yeah. I he's think telling a very very young Abigail Breslin a story about how he met his, uh, her mother. Oh god. Um, and it's like this thing. Anyways, in it, he's 
he tells the story of like these three women in his life and the three women come in and out of his life and tend to overlap at least a little bit okay throughout so usually they depict him in love with at least two women at the same time even if for brief moments mm. and this is my freshman year of college and i was in a monogamous relationship and i went to go see this in the theater with my then girlfriend and it made me think like, wow, okay, yeah, so you can be in love with more than one person in your life, obvi, but why can't so those times sometimes overlap? Yeah, sure, like yeah. Co-occurring co love. Yeah. yeah, like I just, it, I, why couldn't they? And, and I expressed this in the car, in the cab ride back to her dorm room um, up in Boston, and she freaked out. Sure. Yeah. Broke down. Into, I did not propose. Yeah, I was not you propose. were like, I want to do this. Yeah, no, no. I would simply be like, oh, that movie made me think. Yes, Ryan yeah. Reynolds and, yeah. you know, Isla Fisher and them. They and Elizabeth Banks really made me ponder, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> alternative relationship models. of our time. Just four stunningly beautiful people yeah. just loving each other. Yeah, and Rachel, the one with the last name W that I never pronounced correctly. Oh, Rachel it's, Weiss. It's Welsh or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's Weiss. so hot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, they made me. Me rethink things um not rethink just like think about how love works and then yeah. my ex my girlfriend at the time freaks out in the cab we almost broke up in the cab oh, on God. the way mm. to her dorm room it was a very intense quick fight um i didn't realize it was going to be a fight but that was the first time i like thought about it yeah. yeah and i saw this word polyamory in a very very small article in like the back of the new york post it's one of those like 100 word news items. Yeah. I don't even remember what the news item was about, but it had this word polyamory and it said what it meant. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then it kind of stuck in the back of my head for a few years. Yeah. And I, because again, women wouldn't date me. They would only sleep with me. I never even thought about what a relationship looks like because I was just focused on getting someone to settle down with me. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was in maybe around when I was 22, I think is when I first read The Ethical Slut. Oh, and okay. when I was like definitely more committed to, yeah, I'm not going to be monogamous my entire life. And that would like freak out some women. Yeah. Uh, usually because I just also didn't have the terminology right. much. Like I read The Ethical Slut and that gave me some, but I had this really stupid tank analogy I used to tell. And I know it was stupid because every woman I ever explained it to said it was stupid. Like, it's a, basically, like a container tank? Yeah, I was like, look, imagine if I have a, this tank and it has all my love in it, and let's yeah. just pretend that the love is not jizz, but it's probably jizz. But, <laughs> like, Some kind of love sauce or juice. Yeah, sure, like sure. this is a tank of love juice. A for, love supply. Yeah, a love supply. <laughs> and there's, it's a bunch of love juice for Nicole, and then I fall in love with Tanya. I don't have to take out Nicole's tank to fill Tanya's tank. They're like independent situations. Mm -hmm. And that's the best understanding I had at a younger age yeah. of like how my love works. And then just, again, like reading and listening to the podcasts and talking to people really made me like kind of solidify how I felt about it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of partly, I mean, I like hearing that tank metaphor because I'm a, I'm a technical well, thank person. thank you, because no one has ever liked it. Well, I think, <laughs> ever. I think, I think that's one of those men versus women things, perhaps. I don't know. Like, Be careful. Maybe we, maybe, maybe we just... Get them, like, get them! You know, because like us men, you know, we're logical animals. Um, uh, now that's just, I just pathetic gaslighting. But, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> Well, hun, this could work for you though. Work, All right, I'm listening. For go, your, in go, your favor, go, go. that that I I just have hang up. Didn't you just get out of couples therapy? Yes, we yeah, did. Yeah. 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 Okay. We're, oh, we're stepping back in <laughs> right now, baby. Um, well, I just I just have hang ups about. So Ross has a long term boyfriend. I guess you would say it's mm -hmm. been like a year and a half. Yep. Uh, 
I've never met him. I don't know what he looks like. I know his name. I know a little bit about his life. But it's I, I um, the limitations in what I know actually helps me, and I I prefer to sort of compartmentalize these things. Sure. Uh, but I think that is a little bit that makes things not harder. It feels fine for me, but. I assume Ross would prefer to connect more on uh, on these things, and that me knowing more might lead to more intimacy or more intimacy between whom? Between us, just as a just as a like more intimacy in terms of like more understanding and knowing each other more. Ooh, so you fully. want him to know more about your relationships, so it'll bring you two closer. Well, I did when we first opened up, like when we were having lots of different kinds of experiences mm-hmm. and I wanted to like, I would get turned on by knowing what he was getting into, but also just that like, we're best friends. You want to share, you want to share a happy thing yeah, that like happened among, in your day. Among many other types of relationships we have within this one relationship, like he's my best friend. So I just want to be like, Oh my God, you're ever going to believe this or whatever, you know? And you want to be able to be like, yeah, I found a $20 bill on the sidewalk or, Oh, I just got some great pussy. Like <laughs> you want to be able to share yeah, that with yeah. the person you love, yeah. right? How so, was your day? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think we've like come to a good place now where it's like, we know what works for us and what doesn't work for us. But I think in the beginning it was like, it was all so like titillating and exciting and we, mm. You know, we'd been together for like seven years when we opened up, so it was exciting and I just wanted to share it, but it was like, it was very triggering for my sweet husband here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, even, even other people I meet, like if they're, if they're attached to other men, like I just have this like male ego about it where I just don't want to know. I don't want to know if they're going on dates with other guys. You, you don't want to know about the other dicks. Right. <laughs> what, yeah. what, if they, what if they date uh, people without dicks? Well, exactly. See, exactly. that you're cool with. Yeah, totally cool yeah. You're I, actually like, please tell yeah, me more. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Great uh, double standard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess, I guess what I like about your tank metaphor is just, it seems like you're, you're somebody who can handle those conversations. You probably are very generous in what you talk with your partners about. Like, can you like arguably too generous? I think that's why like women didn't take me as seriously, like in college and right after college. Cause I was very open about sex and what I was up to. Like, I'll put this way. If you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me like, what'd you do last night? And if I was at a sex party, I will probably tell you yeah. I was at a sex party. Yeah. Yeah. Like d- don't ask scary questions if you can't take scary sure. answers. Yeah. Right. Sure. That whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I think, you know, I early on got labeled as like a man whore, but I never felt like I was some, I never felt like a player cause I, I was always very upfront with everyone about yeah. all the things right. and. And, and and that's kind of where the podcast name came from. It was, a, it was a word used against me to like make me live in this sex only space mm. when what I wanted was something romantic. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I, I got that title later. It's also like the funny irony too of like, having to specify man whore. Like you can't just be a whore. Why can't I just be a regular old <laughs> whore? Why can't you just be a regular old whore? I've been trying so hard. I, I actually had a client lined up who canceled and I'm, I'm <laughs> so much money I'm not going to get now. Aww. I'm so upset. <laughs> Good for you. Like yeah. With actual like sex work you're talking about? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I don't think I've never met a male, a man whore. I've never, I've had my dalliances in, in sex work here and there. Oh, so when, se- when like every once in a while a sex worker gets really mad about the title of my show and DMs me, be like, 
<laughs> this guy does a man whore podcast. It's even done whoring up, right, right. appropriating mm. our word. I'm like, technically, mm. bitch, I've done a lot of sex work. Uh, so back the fuck off. I think you just hate me because I'm a dude and that's okay. But also like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Like stop filling like I understand up my DMs. Where, I understand where the anger comes from, but sure. also you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're wrong because they, they you know. <laughs> well, it's also like if you want to have a conversation, that's one thing. But if you just want to be like, they, you're you're doing this, and you know, fuck the, the, you. They'll tell me I'm appropriating a word without first asking, "Have you done sex work?" Sure. And even the ones who do ask. Then when I say I've done some forms of sex work, yeah. I don't call myself a sex worker, sure. but I'll be like, yeah, I've done some sex work. Then they're like, uh, ooh, I wasn't expecting that answer. How can I still find a way to be mad? Oh, yeah, your face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, that's feminism today. Uh, well, some it, feminism today. In the today. internet in general, I guess. Uh, what? So I'm curious now, what form of sex work is, unless this is not a topic you would prefer to talk about today i literally live my sex life on the internet i'm I, good i'm still i'm still <laughs> battling like shame and like w what would i be comfortable talking about like like i'm so relieved neither of you when you up. get dom like do you get spanked with a cross is that what it is <laughs> no it's not even religious. The, is the cross insertable no it's, no it's not religion it's at not all. even religion no? it's so weird i i don't know um here, like, like, here's my Peggy's being a real fucking pain in yeah, the ass. Yeah, we're 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 juggling Peggy. Recording. <laughs> Thank you but so the much. Listeners know that Peggy's mm. being a real fucking pain in the ass. Um. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Tell us more about that. About what? Well, your your sex work. Oh, that's I what know, I did. Um, our listeners may want to hire you. Sure, sure. Uh, I have true. done uh, in college. I webcammed for a couple years. Wow. Um. I did some in person Solo, strokes. I yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I had a. For like a month, I say, I don't usually count her as like a girlfriend, but technically she was my girlfriend for a month. And we like talked about, because I was already camming, which I had to explain to her as we dated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're like, hi, I take my clothes off for men for money. Yeah. Yes, with this body. I don't put on an uh -huh. ab suit. Yes, this. <laughs> By the way, a shout out also to you for all the... Um, great discussion of like body image and body um positivity like i'm, I'm just out here being a hero so no, like i said like <laughs> like i just i don't know there was something very refreshing about hearing you process that breakup and yeah and you sort of mentioned uh you were like how you, i was going through some low, low, libido, low libido because i was at a very heavy weight yeah, yeah and i think i just appreciated hearing that because you just it's so rare you just hear people talk about the different feelings we can have about ourselves. Um, and I don't know. I just I just think uh, it's great. Oh, so, thank you. Thank um, you. All right. So you're camming. I uh, cammed. I did some in-person stroke shows. I got to hear did. about what that in is. Because I mean, it's basically like webcamming, but someone said like, hey, come over to my apartment and, and like off jerk me. off next in the bed with me. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Um, what else did I do? I... Well, I was supposed to, I, well, I was a, I was a sugar baby for a year. Oh. That's weird that I forget. It was a long period of time. It was a lot of money. Oh, uh, you've dabbled. Yeah, yeah. I've dabbled. <laughs> I was getting like $500 a month for a while with a woman who never even lived here. Oh, that was such a sick gig. Cause I just had to be a texting boyfriend basically. Oh. And then like, like be a sexting person here and there. It yeah. was great. She bought me a ticket to Hamilton. <laughs> oh, it was That's awesome. Fantastic. And, but then didn't go with you. Oh, uh, well she lives in a different city. Oh, okay. A very different, like a different time zone. Yeah. Uh, and then this situation was there was a chick who was coming to my live show in Chicago a couple months ago mm -hmm. and in Chicago and I go out there and she, I was like looking, I was tweeting, like looking for places to crash. Yeah. Very poor everybody. And so 
she offered up the first night I was in town her really swanky hotel room. Uh-huh. She's like, come, yeah, you can crash in my hotel. And then she's like, I'll pay for your parking and then we'll go out for drinks. And I was like, okay, cool. And she's like, if you don't want to want to do anything, that's totally okay. No pressure. Yeah. There's two beds. I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, we go out. She pays for the parking, 60 bucks overnight, which is like, that's insane. <laughs> but like, you know, you're like, you're like I'm a very, very cheap whore yeah, too. Yeah, I'm like, like very like, easily you know impressed. What? That is impressive. Thank you. <laughs> no, I think you two are both super rich because you don't have roommates. That's how I mean, poor I am. Yeah. Uh, so we go out for drink. I, I take a shower because I just finished driving like from here to Chicago. I take a shower. We go out for drinks and then like we hook up at her hotel room and she and we did like I knew she liked being dommed and I'm, I'm naturally more submissive, but like I can turn on like a dom mode. Sure. Um, That's what's good about being a comic. You have like a performer in you. Yeah. <laughs> I just put you down and I just have to make sure it's yeah. not too funny. Right. Yeah. But, and as long as like that person's into humiliation. Yeah. And like not even humiliate her. I just got to make sure like these are all going to be crew. Cause when you're doming, it's kind of a character. Yeah. Sure. So you're creating lines to say, and I just have to make sure like, don't put too much punchline on this. Like right. it has right, to be, right, yeah. right. it has to be grr, not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to commit to the role Just that exactly. you're in in that yeah. moment. Yeah, <laughs> although, hey, guess what? If she laughs, I can punish her for laughing because she's being a brat oh, or that's, something. That's There's good. Almost, well, I'm sex, like, let me write this down. Yeah, you get to like make up all sorts of rules. So she, uh, but I knew she wanted to be dommed and like super heavy on that. So I, I did a lot of that. Uh, I don't remember too many particulars. We were quite drunk. But the next morning, I remember I like, quote unquote made her blow me while I checked my emails <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great that she wanted great. to be dehumanized I was like oh, I'm gonna treat you like I don't know a fleshlight just do this while I well I take care of work well sure. that's what's so fun about sex and role play is that people people have these desires to be treated in these specific ways and when it's consensual it's so liberating and exciting and like just uh, emp empowering. Like I, I've seen some women who enjoy like similar dynamics, and uh, it's as really, in you dated them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's really <laughs> cool. It's really cool when you can be the person helping provide that construct for them, and like enabling them to like get in touch with that part of themselves. It's just really cool. Like. Some people might be listening and be like, he made her blow him while he's checking emails. It's like, she wanted nothing more in the world yeah, than to be her. doing that in that moment. <laughs> I let her uh, yes, exactly. by, by ordering her right. while I had the controls. And I love that role play because like I was checking emails as if I was working. I was like, oh my God, I get to pretend I like make money. Yeah, uh, this, is great. <laughs> this is really Everyone's hot. Everyone's playing a role This, in this got scenario. so hot yeah. for me all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah steady income. Uh, so... <laughs> Did that all was well. The live show was days later. She came to that. Okay. And then the next day I'm getting ready to drive back to Chicago. I'm back here to New York and she's sending me these DMS on Instagram and be like, Hey, that scene, it, that, the, that whole first night was really fun, but I thought it was hottest when you made me blow you while I, you checked your mm. emails. What I know you're now I have a longstanding policy where if there is a plane ticket with my name on it, I'll typically get on the plane. Sure. And so she's like, I just know that anywhere. I love that. <laughs> the yeah. United States military reaches out to like, we need you in Afghanistan. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucking ready. Like, Are there women in Afghanistan who want to be flogged? Yeah. Or uh, secretly, I I totally bet there are. Um, oh, I'm sure. But so she says, hey, I know that's your policy. What would it take for us to do like a whole weekend of that? 
mm. like of that dynamic. And she's like, I wanted to be psychologically, you know, pushing the boundaries. I want it to be 24 hour DS. I want you to utilize me. You can like have a, a shopping list for, of things to be there when you arrive so in you, my city. Like, and you're whole, like, whole all right, nines. so I'll drop a, I, a quote. Yeah, I quote her, uh, plus obviously a steak, because I was going to get a good steak out uh -huh. of it. Uh, 25 <laughs> obviously a steak. <laughs> but, but for the 40-hour DS scene, uh, $2,500. That's, that's that great. like a fair rate. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, I was really excited about that because I've always wanted to be a proper whore. Yeah. And then uh, she came to this thing I do every year called Man Whore Con. And I don't know what happened, but, you know, she's got her introverted issues. And just one, I don't know what happened, but she just became, she was really, you know what? She wanted me to say that I find her sexually attractive. Mm -hmm. And her message was like, do you find me sexually attractive? And I, you know. I gave the type of answers that my hoe friends kind of helped me craft, mm -hmm. but she, she was really committed to like, well, I don't want to be paying for sex for someone who want to mm -hmm. fuck me. But it's like, that's why you pay. Cause right. like, Ugh. you know, I can execute this scene for you the way you want it executed. Sure. That's specific. That's the reason you get me. Otherwise yeah. you try out a bunch of shitty doms on Fet Life until someone gets right. it right. You, you hire me for the guarantee because right, you know right. I'm good if anything you've also you've already had a free sample and also so like you right, know right. what it's like yeah. with me and also and, many times part of the the fetish or the kink is the paying for it and the well, for and her the definitely wasn't it. for her she definitely wanted to like know I thought she was hot and I towed the line as best I could yeah but she then was she got real fucking pissy and then canceled mm. the whole thing yeah it oh, sucks because she already bought the plane ticket did she, she did she pay know, you no my I was supposed to get get a 10% deposit uh, I was supposed to get a 10% deposit three weeks before so if, and we were going to do this the third weekend of September if I could have fucking held out for like three more weeks I would have gotten at least 250 yeah yeah, yeah. But, oh well maybe you we know. build in a kill fee for the next one <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah well that was, that was the idea it was like I get a deposit as like a kill fee I'm so curious so I mean it's this sounds like there was something happened where she freaked out or you know her you're you're I think she well so it's a it's a weekend meetup of listeners in New York City this man con thing where you're getting lots of attention from yeah. other people and I, she got her attention there were a couple of times where I had to give her very specific attention um there was like an incident with a dude who may or may not have been not reading her nose properly uh, that I took yeah. care of so she got a lot of very extra Oh yeah, so special is there, caring. Is there a attention. play a play aspect to your man whore con? Yes, but not because I deemed it so. You just, it you just put, if you put my listeners in a place, they'll fuck each other. I, I did I, <laughs> actually. That was one of my favorite status updates of yours recently. It was like, say whatever you want about my career, but I just got to watch a group of my fans fuck each other in a hotel room. Was <laughs> yeah. it, was it, did I get that? Yeah, you got exactly right. Uh, living the dream. So, yeah, and, I mean, like great. we we hooked up like during the weekend. So she, it's not like I ignored her all weekend, but I don't know what happened. She, I think she saw me get a lot of attention from a lot of yeah. people. And maybe she needed a reassurance. And then I'm not going to lie to her and be like, oh, yeah, if you weren't paying me, I would totally fly to your city and spend a whole weekend with you and fuck you all weekend for nothing. No, that's yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, it's it sounds like even if I was sexually attracted to her, like that to take a whole weekend out. 
I, you better have charmed the fucking pants off me, but if you want to guarantee that I'm going to come out there, I'm going to do good things for you. Yeah, I'm going to need yeah. uh, some compensation. I'm the, tw- also, the 2500 number was also just because it's a DS scene, and that's just 24 hour. That's a whole lot of fucking work. That's a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exhausting. Especially to stay in the role, like that, yeah. would, be, that would be very exhausting yeah. and challenging. I mean, that would you would have to be like a trained actor or something. Uh, but I also wonder, like for her... Um, as she, all that communication about, here's what I want. Can you provide mm-hmm. this for me? Uh, I'll do this. Like all that communication I find is like, like the drug addict in me knows like how much of a turn on all that is. She like was turned on up. through the whole thing. Yeah. So she like, when Maybe you sent her, she yeah, like when you sent her the invoice, uh, that might've been when she came. No, no, she, she bought the tickets. And so. We hadn't done all the back and forth of like boundaries, wants, needs, like, you know, hard nose, soft nose, all that stuff. We we didn't come up. I didn't start testing out oh, ideas of, that of different sheet. scenes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can give it to you. Oh, you have one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We share it amongst the feminist circle. <laughs> right, right. Dudes who moon people at parties don't usually get that. Right, right. Uh, we So we didn't do that yet because it was so far out. Um, and she was really excited for that because she knew that like each email was going to yes, like tap exactly. it. Right. Be a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I've, I've done a 24 hour DS scene before and it was a lot of, there's seven, I think 76 emails back and forth. Oh my God. But it's all like negotiation stuff. Yeah. But it's hot yeah. to do all that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, honey, stop if you don't want to hear this, but, um, Cause I was in keep like, it, keep it general. I'll keep it general. But I was in like, uh, before this person I've been dating for like a little over a year, I was in like a daddy, dumb baby girl mm. arrangement for a few months. And, uh, I decided it's not for me, like around the clock like that, like that is just like too much, mm. but so much of it is like the back and forth yeah. and like, and it was like, again, like as Patrick said, <laughs> we're both um, sober addicts. So like that really scratches an itch of just like, <gasps> like it gets those fucking receptors pumping. And I kind of realized over a period of time that it was like maybe a little too much for those receptors uh, of mm. mine. Like, cause I was just like, I was like jonesing for it like a fucking drug. Yeah. And like when I wasn't getting what I wanted, I was fucking getting real low about it. And it was just like the highs and lows were just like a little too extreme for me on like a regular Mm. basis. But yeah, so much of the relationship, like I didn't even see this guy like that many times, but there was like- each time you met up, I bet it was explosive. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But because- but then You're still a man. You're still a man. I promise. But also it was very like, you know- he he like prided himself in being this whole like macho dom dude mm. sent a contract and yada yada like you know taking himself yeah. very seriously which of course is a novice i was like oh this is cool like he like gets the boundaries and shit but then of course he was just like some fucking dude that like Really didn't know how to handle his shit and like was a pretty big drama queen. There's a lot of shitty doms, especially like on Fet Life. We like they say they're a dom, but they're not a dom. They just want to be able to be selfish in bed and and call it doming. Mm. Sure. And sure. me, it's hilarious that anyone wants me to dom them because I'm such <laughs> I'm such a little bitch. Just mm-hmm. not just in real life in the bedroom. Like I I turn it on when I'm told or no. 
like I'm more um, like a service top. Like I yeah. do it because I know that's what she wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have to be told that whether it's in or out of the bedroom, I gotta get told that because I'm not yeah. just gonna, I'm not gonna naturally right, do it. Right, 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 right. The way I say it is like I am so surprised that my um, intense uh, people pleasing that I've had my entire life has led me to this level of sadism mm. that I actually <laughs> enjoy. Are you a sadist or you're a masochist? I'm a sadist. Okay, also. Okay. I, so I've been. You switch? So you, yeah, you're yeah, familiar. we're both switches. Billy's okay. familiar with my act where like I talk mainly about the subby side of yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. But in my dating life, I, I don't have a relationship like where I get to actually enjoy that part of my life. It's more I end up doming these people and it, but it goes really well and I'm, I'm good at it. And uh, I cannot believe that I enjoy that part of myself so much. And it's only because not because I like inflicting pain on people or control on people. It's that it makes me feel good to know that that's what they want and mm. it, and that I'm doing a good job at something. Yeah. You know what's a turn on for me? Money. Money is a big <laughs> turn on. I enjoy that. Makes, you heard yeah. it here, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that gets me really into something I'm not previously into. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about that is that there are people out there that enjoy that aspect of it and it sounds like you're finding them uh, yeah good people call me i've been <laughs> a really good sugar baby before yeah i can also play hard to get if you want don't call me fuck you I'm not even interested. <laughs> better up your price if you want my time <laughs> yeah uh, so i take all those cues from my fintom friends on twitter mm. <laughs> so tell us about uh the party scene because we we i think we've decided officially we're not party people we uh, are not party people. I don't don't be it's a shame because you have such a great party place. You could throw I, your own little twelve-person fuck fest there. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe if that we visited the whole thing. I mean, we had a great threesome friends, here. Yeah. I'm just a bit socially anxious. Like three feels great. Four is almost a crowd. Uh -huh. More than that, I'm like, oh my but, god, I'm overwhelmed. But if you can go past a certain number of people, where it's no longer just this singular orgy, but a whole party where things are going on, you can kind of like go in and out of being so at least for me i, I hate i hate social situations too he doesn't see me around a lot because i'm afraid to hang out amongst comics because sure. i'm just afraid of hanging yeah so, but and there's a lot of hanging at least at the party i go to so you can kind of go in and out of it because there's so many people yeah but yeah if it was like a group of six people it's hard to hide if it's 60 or 100 or 200 people you can be social when you're ready to be social I just think part of my one of my biggest turn ons is secrecy and privacy mm. and feeling hidden and shame and, like, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like nobody knows I'm here yeah. doing this Did, insane is, thing. Does he think it's hot when you like threaten to tell his mother? He'd be no, like, I'm gonna tell, should, I'm should tell your mom. Oh my god, the if, thought if of you Betty Ann. I'm gonna tell Betty about <laughs> this. If I'm trying uh. to come and I think of Betty Ann, that'll ruin I'm it. I'm like, I'm gonna tell Betty Ann everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 don't tell mom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, the, okay. bit, <laughs> the bit I've been doing is that I want to call my wife mommy. Uh, right, which uh, no thank you. You're not into it. I read that instantly. <laughs> Nobody read that. You did not take a moment to hide it. <laughs> but and will, it's not because I want to bang Betty in, no, just to be clear. No, I know, I know. But if you want to be mothered, that's a joke we have all the time, is that you just want to be mothered and taken care of. However, I do think I've been leaning into the role of, like, doming, and I think as speaking generally from my own experience and friends of mine, like it's just so easy and ingrained in women to be submissive. Right. And so I think for a long time, especially too, cause like, I mean, you don't know me that well, but it's probably no surprise. I'm like a fairly like dominant outspoken person yeah. in life. So I've got a few reads on you <laughs> and I'm pretty transparent. And, uh, so like in the bedroom, I was just always convinced that like, 
oh, well, obviously I want to be dominated. Like, mm. I just don't want to think, which I think there is that part of me, absolutely. But, like, I was kind of surprised how much I like doming him. Mm-hmm. Once I was able to get past my own, like, insecurities and hangups and feeling like, I don't know how to do this. And, like, what do I say? How do I stay in the moment? Blah, 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 you know? Uh, but it's fun. It's yeah. fun. And you can, like, really lean into it. And then I can really get my man hate on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I am the perfect sub. Like, I look like a Republican senator. Oh, you do? So, like, if, you, if you're, like, you a recent, recent divorcee or, like, uh, a, a progressive... Um, Feminist, like kick we my ass. Play, we should play with that a little bit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if it would turn you on. Sure. Oh, you can't. That's me what? being a yeah. good boy. I'm just trying to be a good boy. <laughs> we'll definitely have to tell my brother not to listen uh, to this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what, what are the terms of y'all's open relationship? Um, what are the terms, son? Just um, a lot of communication. I don't think anything. Yeah, we don't really have any. Like, I mean, when we started out, we had some more like. This is a line like mm-hmm. we kind of did the what we perceive to be silly mm-hmm. now as like, well, we're we're allowed to have sex, but we're not allowed to do oral because like, oral, yeah. I know yeah. like, oral feels too intimate. I mean, you know, it's like you're just when you're when you've been together for a long time, you're like, this feels like I have some sense of control over the situation. Sure. And we very quickly realized that that was like not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but everyone's got, you know, rules. You got to have them to, so everyone feels comfortable, like whether it's over the what you can do or the who you yeah. can do. Yeah. Like the main rule in my non-monogamous relationships have... The only rule for my end has just been like, don't fuck comics without talking to me first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, I don't... I don't want to fuck comics. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what if I quit comedy first? No, kidding. Okay. No, well, no. Yeah, but like, no, that's a real one. Like, I don't yeah. want to get involved with people in my work community, essentially. And I don't mind if they fuck comics. I just want them to clear it first because I want, you know, whether there's beef or I don't want that comic to like think he's cucking me. Right. And like, right, and then, right. and then. And then it comes out like in a roast battle sure. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's just one particular comic. I'm just like, please just don't fuck him ever sure. yeah. with or without asking me. Well, now your- I want to know who it is. I'll, I'll, yeah, uh, I'll, you don't have to tell me. No, yeah, just don't tell, just don't tell him. <laughs> All right. He's tried to, uh, yeah, I'm just like, cause oh, if, you, if you have sex with him, then I will feel less pretty because you had oh, sex yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. But you have those, right? <laughs> Well, I have that with men in general. That's like, I don't want to know like what your boyfriend looks like. I don't like that. But because you're worried he's going to be really attractive or really ugly. Like this is because I find him so unattractive as a human. No, I'm like, it will make me feel ugly just by like osmosis. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't want to compare myself to other people. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, so, and we also mentioned we're both sober. So we're both in 12 step communities and that was a thing for a long time. Like we're not, we don't want to mix that. With with our sex mm-hmm. life, yeah. um, which has kind of changed recently, I, I, I haven't. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, seen no, so all many. rules are great until like you meet someone who's really pretty, and you're like, mm, but can we change this rule for this person? Yeah, um, I think the most non-negotiable rule, because pretty much everything has been fairly negotiable, uh-huh. um, is that we don't bring people back here like by ourselves. Okay, yeah, like, we don't host. Yeah, we don't host without like it being a group scenario, which we've only had one of so yeah. far with yeah. having a threesome here. Um, is there a rule that either you, is there, um, an, um, is there a rule change, you know, cause you said like all these things seem to be negotiable. You bring them up. 
has there been a rule change proposed that was shot down by either of you? Um, Where one of you was like, hey, I know we have this thing. How do you think about, feel about changing it? And the other was like, yeah, no. Well, I mean, kind of with the apartment thing, I brought my boyfriend over here, but just purely to take the dog out. Okay. Like, true, like just, I brought him in, he used the bathroom, I took the dog out, we walked the dog, like brought the, the dog back. But I did not talk to Patrick about that, and I knew that that was like a sensitive thing, and I was just like, I don't want to fucking deal with it, I'm just taking the dog out, whatever. Mm. And then when I brought it up and I tried really hard to downplay it, it did not go so well. Mm. So it was like he took a piss in my <laughs> hole. My hole. Only I pee in my home. You nailed it. You just nailed <laughs> like my that. internal voice. And I was cool. like, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it did. It made us like kind of go through why that felt important to both of us, and maybe why that was that was one that was like a non-negotiable. Okay, you know. Yeah. Um, but that kind of feels like the most always safe sex condoms, yes. etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We, her, and I, we both have herpes, so we communicate about STIs, things like that. I don't, that. I don't know that we've ex- ever explicitly said like we expect each other to both always stay honest about that or whatever. But I think it's with become, other people. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a that's a weird one, it in is. my opinion, because statistically, I don't think anyone has to share it. Yeah, unprovoked. I think you should answer honestly when questions are asked. I think people in general through their sexual health should ask the questions they need answers for. Yeah. Um, for example, you ask someone like, hey, did you get, um, when was the last time you got tested? You can say when, but what does that mean for you? Because getting yeah. tested might be just HIV. Yeah. That could be this screening. This It could be a more intense screening. Yeah. It could include HSV testing or not. If you don't have They very like, often don't these days. Well, they usually don't because it's a pointless test because it's a blood test that gives both false positives and false yep. negatives. It's yep. a really pointless test for for what is really just a skin yeah. condition. Yeah. yeah, and if you're going to so be... It's, I don't think you have to offer it up. I think you just have to answer honestly if asked. Yeah, I, I just... I just I've, I've just find it. Well, you have to all be, this shame, so you can't hold any secrets. <laughs> yeah, it actually gets me hard to tell people that I've heard these. Uh, no, it's, I think for me, it's just more like I just prefer to be, to, to kind of put it all out there so that I'm, I'm comfortable. It sets me at ease to know that I've done my part sure. to communicate as much as possible. Well, and that was like, because I had, I had it really early on and like in my early twenties when I was still mm. like a painfully insecure <laughs> young woman that was like, accepting scraps from like all of the men that I was dating and sleeping Mm -hmm. with. So I had like a lot of wounds from those times of just like feeling rejected and men being like, Oh, you have herpes. Like, forget it. I'm out of here. You know, or they take you on. And then when they're done with you, be like, you can't leave. Who would want you? Ooh. Ooh. I never had the pleasure of it's that. It's almost as if I understand the female experience. Hi, I don't understand my gender. Okay. <laughs> um, but then like once we were back in this world of like dating and then I was like, oh my God, I have to like fucking disclose again. Like I don't want to fucking, and hold I just on, don't hold think, on. Yeah. but I was like, you know, <laughs> I was <laughs> scribbling, He's out. scribbling out the name of the comic. I'm like, just, I can't fuck you <laughs> if you fuck him. But I was really back and forth about it. Cause I was feeling the same way as you yeah. where I was like, it's fucking bullshit. It's like this whole stigma that doesn't mean anything. We've been like forced Mm -hmm. to believe that it's a big deal. It's really not. And I, but I was getting really fucking angry about it and like angry at having to even think about it, you know? And I was like, then I kind of just decided I'm like the best way for me to move forward so that I'm not just fucking so angry 
is to tell people, mm. but to like basically pseudo shame them for thinking that it's a big deal. <laughs> like, so you bully people in the fucking year? I'm just like, well, I'm like, I have this. If you think it's a big deal, that's kind of on you. I don't really care. Mm. Like I'm fine without you. When, when the societal standard is we have to, we expect people to disclose that they've ever gotten a cold sore, which is like 80% of people. Literally. Then I will say yes. Then we should, it's just the idea is like, I think logically we have to disclose all of it or none of it. Yeah. Is, is just my opinion. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not an expert. I'm just a comedian mm. with a fuck show. Mm -hmm. but, well, and it is personal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it really is like a personal thing for people. And like, for me, it was, all right, well, how can I, how can I feel like I'm doing something other than just like feeling shame that I don't feel like I deserve in disclosing it to people? Right, but you the know? receiving person has their standards. And if your standards don't overlap, where, because... Obviously, again, if you're asked a question, you should always answer honestly, whatever that question is. But the person, if someone's expecting, well, the way my standard is, is like anyone with HSV2 should have to disclose. Mm -hmm. But if your thought process is not that and you don't and then it comes out later, then it's an issue. That's why I feel like there just needs to be a shift in like whatever the societal standard is. Like I'll kind of I'll play by whatever rules we agree on. Yeah. But we just kind of think need to re I think we need to rethink what those rules are. I personally think the rule should be if you need to know something, you should ask it. And yeah. don't just lazily say, when did you get tested? Right. And put DDF and drug free in your, your online ad, mm. which is redundant and stupid because DDF means drug and disease free. <laughs> so when you say DDF and disease free, then I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you just <laughs> said. So you don't deserve fucking answers because yeah. you're uneducated. Yeah. That, that one riles me up. But, you know, those are Craigslist days. <laughs> so I think I think people should talk. So when you say get tested, be like, what does that mean for you? Oh, yeah. you got tested. What did you get tested for? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like that's a good way to do it. And that way everyone knows what they're doing. And if you feel like you need to have this pointless herpes test, get it. But then you sure. have to but you have to ask the doctor for sure. it. Or like me, I always get when I get tested, I'll get an oral swab for oral gonorrhea and oral chlamydia. Okay. Because we don't standardly test for that. So I like to always have like a some sort of stamp date for those. Um, but I have to ask the doctor for it. Yeah, and yeah. So, you know, when I ask people questions, I'll be like, oh, does that include an oral swab? Yeah. Usually I mean, I had a doctor straight up tell me, she was like, I really don't think you need to tell people. Correct. And I was like, I was like, thank you for validating me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really appreciate you. But actually, it has been very freeing to just like tell people and not give a shit yeah, and be yeah. like, this isn't a big deal. And I'm actually telling you because I think it's so not a big deal that we all need to realize that it's not a big yeah. deal, you know? And it's like, if you, I'm like, I was like hooking up with this one guy early on when we first opened up and you know, he was like 28 and like a burner and dating lots of people. And like, <laughs> I, I know that person. <laughs> like, and you know, he had a partner who had a don't ask, don't tell with her primary and they were sleeping together without condoms. So he didn't want to sleep with me because I was disclosed and I was just like, dude, no, like, no, thank you. Yeah. Bye. This is <laughs> like, too much for something. Yeah, I'm like, you're a kid. You don't know what you're doing. I'm out of here. But it took like, you time to get to that mentality because it, it was take very me time. frustrating for you. It for did a take little... me time. And it was that situation that I was just like, oh yeah, like. I, this doesn't matter. This is stupid. Like, this doesn't matter. I don't need to be hooking up with this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't think, care. I think we're also enjoying kind of being a part of the destigmatization parade around Yeah, this. no, totally. You know, like, I, I think we like just talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm like I, I middle wonder, fingers in the air, fucking Valtrex for everyone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I wonder if we'll regret this later, but who knows? You who wonder. I don't. 
Uh, did you see <laughs> Drew? Uh, is Drew Michael right? Yeah. The Drew, HBO. Did, did you see that? I I watched the fifteen minutes. He like, had like six minutes just on herpes. Oh, I'll have to watch. But it, it. was like really good. Yeah. Oh, that's and then cool. his answer to the problem was not like curing it, but he's like, well, if we just all have it. Then it then no then it's fine then it's well, fine which we almost all do we almost all do <laughs> yeah. if you get a cold sore guess form. yeah you have herpes everybody if you've gotten a cold yeah, sore exactly. yeah exactly welcome to the world uh, so so I thought his his that's a chunk you may want to watch yeah, yeah. I'll watch it um so yeah so tell us I'm curious so y- you enjoy the party scene you have a lot of experience with oh it God, we're talking uh, about parties I, w- I would love to hear like um like what's your pitch for for anybody. Like who's curious about this world? How can they find it? What do they do? Like, I actually wish I would have explored this when I was younger. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe this is all happening at the right time. But, but wouldn't you have been like a dumb twenty-four-year-old at a sex party? Yeah, I guess like that's true. Mooning people and yeah. hoping that they were gonna fuck you. <laughs> You're like, wait, how do I moon people? For an hour? Oh, I'm gonna wear pants just so I can moon them. Yeah, and, and I'm actually, like, okay, great, dude. I actually don't know what I would have done drinking either. Like, actually drinking. I remember hungover. If it's a Sundays. good party, if drinking was, if you were the type who was reckless when he got too drunk, I mean, then some the party would have corrected it for you. Well, he right. you. Yeah. That's why we would have never made it very far. And then, like, Look, people people drink and people do drugs at like parties. You just, if you're noticeably a problem, yeah. and you also are drinking and doing drugs, they're usually going to not let you yeah. return. Like, I mean, they might be like, "Okay, it's time for you to go." And if you're constantly wasted, then they're usually going to be like, "Maybe you shouldn't be at our parties. You're a liability, yeah. not just for being obnoxious, but like you." Could be assaulting someone, or yeah. God forbid, you get assaulted, you and because you're in a way more vulnerable state. Who knows? Yeah, which is actually one of the things we love about parties is because it does feel very like sober friendly, like because there's plenty of very. other things to do. Very. <laughs> well, I, here's an interesting way to talk about it. Like, I guess when I was Tell 24, me, when I was 24, and I was a b- real bad drunk, I would have these hungover Sundays, and I remember trying to find a massage parlor to go to. Oh yeah. Cuz I was like lonely. Lonely <laughs> and horny and just wanted I just needed to be touched by somebody sure. and I wanted to come oh, and I I'd, I'd heard <laughs> I'd heard you can go to massage parlors and have that Asian massage thing. parlors. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. And I found one and I went to it and uh, I clumsily asked for one and mm. she rejected right. me. Oh no. You're supposed uh, to just lay there. It'll happen. Just trust the process. <laughs> yeah. So So, uh, I guess what I'm curious, like, like I wish somebody like, like I wish I knew this world existed Mm -hmm. and I wish I knew that people were doing it shamelessly and from a place of empowerment and, uh, consensuality and fairness and all that stuff. Uh, I, I, I guess what would you say to 24 year old me or like who somebody out there who's like curious about this? Because I think what I needed to hear was it's okay to just like find these people that are having this kind of fun with their bodies. Like mm-hmm. they're out there. Um, but I was so, I was so in that mindset of like to have sex, you have to have a girlfriend or you have mm. to follow the rules or whatever that I went to this like sort of. And not religious. No. Who beat you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've always been really concerned with what people think of sure, me sure. and how I appear. Uh, I just thought that most people just, I mean, sadly, I thought that in our, in our society, us growing up, uh, <laughs> gotta put the condom back on. Sorry guys. Ross's windscreen got really askew there. My protective net. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's, it's, 
it's, it's just interesting to me that you were like, oh, I was concerned what people would think about me because I'm like, oh, well, I mean, if you're fucking people usually thought as a dude that that was a good thing. Yeah. But well, well, I was I went through this phase where I like wasn't and then and then I was where I was like doing it with like cohort doing it. Uh, I, was I was like, like hooking up with uh, Did you do it? Are you guys, are y'all doing it? <laughs> We're like totally doing it. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it would always for a long time. It was a, a from a place of shame of like, how am I gonna get it? Uh, who's gonna give it to me? And is it the right kind of sex? And uh, very in his head. Yeah. Also, also <laughs> like the, the amount of sex was important to me. Like I, this one girl. It's I now sp- transferred to his audio engineering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so many other things. You know. <laughs> I remember one relationship where it was like, if I'm sleeping over her house, like I just expected sex, and well, like sure. that's not. You're not alone with that expectation. That's not cool. Uh, just stuff like that. Like where at that age, I I just didn't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, and yeah, I but wish- you're also not supposed to. Yeah. Not not just because of your age, but because no one taught you and yes. we don't teach people. Like if we had comprehensive sex ed in schools, then yeah, maybe you should know some of that, but there's no reason you should it's know true. it. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. I did not know how to change a tire when I was 18 because no one taught me how to change a tire. And you're not you don't you're not born with this inherent knowledge of how to change a tire. Uh, when I got a flat tire at 18, my dad came out and berated me, called me a fucking idiot and a fucking moron. I was like, "What kind of man doesn't know how to change a tire on a fucking car? What kind of man are you?" And I'd be like, "Typically, a father teaches a son how to change a tire. What kind of man are you, Dad? Yeah. You didn't teach a son how to change a tire." Uh, are you These from Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like a Jersey conversation. Yeah, yeah, North Jersey. Uh, how did that resolve itself? Did did he teach you, or did you two he did be, it together? He he begrudgingly showed me how to change the tire. That could have been a lifetime film, just like a one scene <laughs> film, or, a really really big one act play. Yeah, just a father teaching his son how to change a tire. Uh, so where are you on your quest? Are you uh, are you in a, any relationship sitches at the moment? Uh, my, so the, the reason I actually took quest for love off and just is a sex positive quest, not that anyone cares about subtitles, but, uh, I felt like I'd, I'd had two girlfriends since having the podcast, had a couple other things that were like serious and the, you know, whatever, but then, you know, I had two proper girlfriends, which was like the thing I was looking for. Right. That was my thing was, I want to be loved back. I got to experience that, um, with a couple people and I'm not seeking and I've been thinking about it a lot now is uh, I'm not seeking like relationships. Um, some sex is fun, but right now I want to focus a lot more on my career. I want to focus more on stand up again. And so the quest for love is not really there. Mm-hmm. Like if something stumbles upon great, which is ultimately what it should be. It's like, you shouldn't be seeking it. You It'll know, come, they say when you're not looking, yeah, you know, that, that <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Which was totally true because I met both my exes in places where I was not looking for love. Sure. I met one at a sex party and then I met the other one at a poly movie night right after my breakup where, and I thought that like they were like super gay. So I was like, oh, this person doesn't even like dicks. Great. I can treat her like a person. Um, <laughs> and then they slid in my DMs. I was like, oh boy. Uh, so yeah, I'm just kind of like living and trying to, the quest is a little bit more like self-improvement and my career and just focusing on me a little bit more. I love it. And I'm being a lot more intentional about what I get into and making sure what I know, like why I, why am I in this? Like, am I fucking this person just cause I'm bored? Am I fucking this person? Cause I want to be fucking this person. Yeah. Um, am I dating this person only because I want to fuck her and maybe I should 
rethink what this the intentions are here. Um, we love some conscious thinking and observation here Evo- at the Who Cares evolution. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Personal evolutions and revolutions. That's it's a lot right. more conscious sluttiness, um, but like also if you want to pay me, hey, give me a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody's available. saying no to sex okay, work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> While you're on your journey. I, well, you know, I have a lot of positive reviews. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is there a Yelp for sex work? I guess that's Fet Life. I mean, Reddit for me, there's yeah. like actual reviews of me on Reddit. Yeah, wow. I'll have to, I wish I'd pulled those up. We could have, we'll we'll do that for your intro maybe. Uh, So yeah, so the quest is a lot more just uh, looking at me. I am dating someone for a couple months. We've been like seeing each other. So I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. And a lot, again, thinking about the intentionality. And then there's like a few other people. Some of them are people like, it's just physical. There's one or two where it's like, oh, let's see what this would be. But ultimately I want to make sure like I'm dating me the most yeah because oh. like yeah like you just read eat pray love or something yeah. you know, yeah. Julia Roberts. <laughs> uh i love that dating, yeah dating me i want i want to date me a little more i mean i've been in i've been at times where like i've had four or five nights you know with a date lined up or sure. something but that is exhausting and yeah. it takes me yes. away from what i'd love to do. We, we really OD'd for a little while there. There yeah. was there was a weekend. I mean, we've had a lot of these same conversations. Yeah. It's New York yeah. City. We're three hot people. It's very easy for us to have like a yeah. full lineup if we wanted With to. With these apps? Or, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. But, you know, you want to f- make sure you're also doing things that mean a lot to you. You know, I stand-ups at night. Um, I think my ideal person probably is available to fuck in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But sure. <laughs> you like that. Restaurant. Uh, Restaurant service industry. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see that. This is, I think I've said this before. I can't remember, but that's where I'm, I'm like all, I wish I made enough money to afford sex work, but also that I feel sex work should be legal well, because then you can really contain. De- decriminalized. 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 Oh, no, not legalized. Not, not legal. Or legal. Oh, okay. So tell me about that. Uh, not that I'm like a, a speaker on behalf, uh, but they, they want decriminalization. Basically, it's not illegal to do. Like they want all the penalties removed uh, as opposed to legalization that which would like incur like regulations, government possibly telling them how to do the sex work, possibly, for example, like one version could be like legalizing brothels, which then takes the work at like the independence out of the sex workers. So you just want to be like, just decriminalize this. This is, this is silly. No, you're, you're great at talking about this, by the way. I listened to the episode you're talking about the SESTA-FOSTA SESTA-FOSTA, yeah. Like if you're curious about any of this stuff, do listen to the Man Whore podcast. You can scroll through all the episodes. Any topic that we've mentioned today that you wish we talked about more. Then I've had an Billy, expert on who knows way more than yeah, me about yes, it. Yes. Billy, like, <laughs> I'm not the expert, but I will hand you off to a lot of great people. Yeah, that's that, great. Yeah, you like had a New York State it. senator on recently. Yes, I did. That's, that's awesome. incredible, man. Yeah. You're doing really cool work, and you, you do speak very articulately about all this stuff. I want to know about your bracelet before we go. This is from, uh, well... First, just to close the last point, because I was going to share with you, uh, you know, I've got a very affordable massage plus lady in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, great. She's five blocks from my apartment, uh-huh. so she's nearby. Well, here's Ross's thing with that. Yeah. She's like only they are in charge of their own career. Yeah. No, it's like at her place. Okay, like great. she's an, ind- I only fucks with independence. I do not okay. like Asian massage parlors great. partially because the language barrier makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I just want to know that she, no, no, is she doing works, her she own works for herself. Great, she's got, it's her place. I signed off on go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you Sarah's <laughs> number after <laughs> she loves referrals. Uh, <laughs> 
um, the, the, this is a bracelet from Desire Resorts, which is a. Uh, um, the marketing guy was very specific how I have to say it. I mean, I'm immediately thinking of Exit to Eden. Is that what that? Uh, Eden, it's it's yeah. similar, but better. Um, it is a couples only clothing optional retreat in Cancun. Nice. Or resort. Oh. <laughs> they said you can't call it a sex resort and you can't call it a swinger resort or stuff like that. Clothing optional. Mm. Yeah, there's a clothing optional couples only. Like that's. Um, but yeah, so they flew me down last year. Uh, Labor Day weekend with like um, a person, friend, partner. I don't ever know what to call her. Mike Kenzie. That's why I call her Mike Kenzie. They flew me and Kenzie down mm-hmm. and uh, to Cancun for a weekend there. And they won me. Did to, you cover it for the yeah, show? Yeah, they flew us down for free, put us up for free. And then I just had to do an episode while I was there. That's, that's great. Cool. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it's a fun place. Uh, very heteronormative, but like <laughs> as, it's, <laughs> so it's as fun as that can be. Sure, sure, sure. So talk about that <laughs> a little bit because I am a heteronormative person. And Ish. I do have, like, like I, so we've talked Does about. Does he like a dress? I, I get a sense from you, you sometimes like a dress. I've never no. worn a dress. No, not a dress. Not, not More women's her. underwear, but not even like that frequent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's his own journey. Uh, <laughs> I'm hetero- heteronormative in that, uh, like, we've talked about getting another guy involved with us mm. for her. Okay. Which I'm not even like that hard up for because I You're like. You're like men suck. Why would I want I'm more like, of them? I around? like women. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, that's good for both of us. That's fine. And just, like, just don't invite a chick or a trans or something with a strap on for together. Because no. you can't follow it up. They're just going to fuck her better than you. Oh, it's I just, don't know. No, that's true. I, I don't know. Like at both the two gay. I organized three gangbangs in January. Because my. <laughs> Do you Gang get paid for this? Cause, cause, cause now sounds, I do. Now I do. That sounds like labor intensive. Now like I a do. A lot of emails, a lot of yep. scheduling. <laughs> yes. I do. I actually, no, I do legitimately offer a, a fantasy consultation and fulfillment service. But you can God email boss. me for details on That's that. That's great. Yeah. But so, so, in two of the gangbangs, my friend Anna, uh, my friend uh, came in uh, and she brought her strap on. And just none of the dudes wanted to go after her because she fucked the chicks so fucking hard because she's got this dick that's never going to come. It's never going to sure. come. Uh, yeah. So like it, it just, it, it puts us all the shame. So and just it's perfectly proportioned and shaped. Listen, I've only been fucked by a strap on once. It was many, many years ago by my male trans boyfriend. Sure. Uh, and like, it was fine. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't doing it well because I was also I'm, very young too. I'll like, put it this way: watching Anna go to town, I was like, "I'll go two after." It's like watching someone kill <laughs> at a mic. And be like, after. I'm gonna go two after. So, but this taps into my heteronormativity hang-up. So you're you're you you're cool with a gangbang situation and fucking somebody after they've just been fucked by another guy. As long as I'm gonna like get blown or fucked at some point, like or eat pussy, I'm probably down. Yeah. So how what would you recommend I do to get over this? Like how do I do, you, do, well, do you have to get over it? I guess not. I mean I don't I'm not like I don't need Like you're allowed to have your limitations. Yeah, you're allowed yeah. to have those boundaries. I would encourage experimenting and trying because just to see if it's like if you do something that doesn't like, feel good, should I blow somebody at some point in you my know, life? You know I think you should. I, I know she thinks you should. <laughs> and I don't even know her. <laughs> 
you don't like something until she's you just try like it. YouTube, like, blow now. Do it. <laughs> Take your dicks out. Somebody asked me. Somebody asked me if I ever have and if I ever would, and I said I. I think I would if the penis was attached to a very beautiful woman. Yeah, like, sure. That's and I know that's so fucking that's how lame. It starts. Of me. That's not that's lame how it though, because it's like, of course, so many straight identifying men love trans women because guess what? They look like fucking women, and then they have a dick, which then, like you guys love dicks. So. And then uh, and then <laughs> and then they asked how I could like if there was a guy who got to hook up, hook up with, and I I said Aquaria from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh yeah, I mean like, that is a very really hot. I would make out with that kid. She's she's gender queer. I mean, when he's presenting as boy, he's like the hottest girl. I know. Like, I know. It's true. He looks like a like gender queer lesbian or something. Yeah. I, I don't think you need to overcome. It. I think um, trying something is fine because it's not. It like most of the time it shouldn't be too traumatic if it's not because you. Oh, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. When sometimes couples will hit me up and they'll be like, "We're thinking about going to a sex party for the first time. It will be our first time doing anything with anyone else." You can do that. You can also try going to like, like have someone go make out with someone else. Yeah. Can y'all survive that? Yeah. Because if, if that is uncomfortable, then great. Don't try the next thing, but yeah. also, yeah, you only made out with someone else. Like it should, yeah. that shouldn't right, be. And right. if that's a marriage gender, I don't think your marriage was too strong. Yeah. Right, um, right. So test it out with that. But the worst case scenario is like you did it once, wasn't for you. No big deal. Right, right. So it's like, yeah, if you want to try something with like another dude involved or multiple dudes involved, you can try it. And if it wasn't for you, you know, don't do it again. Um, yeah. also, or you can, you know, depending on what rules you set up, you could call red in the middle of the gangbang and put an end to it. Mm -hmm. Or if you go to a play party together, if like you realize like too socially anxious, too much, too much for me, you can just be like, hey, honey, I want to go. As long as you agree beforehand that you're one of you is allowed to kind of say, if I say I want to go, we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then great. Yeah. Um, I, I've done that once. I once went up to a date and was like, yeah, I, I really, I really like, would like to go. Yeah. And we just, it wasn't a question. We just went. Yeah. 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 Because the worst case scenario is you put yourself kind of there and uh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. 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 We, I, I kind of pulled the, the eject button on at that party we went to. We both did. Uh, well, but it, but we were we didn't, forcing a square peg in a round hole. And, and, and no one was getting I pegged. Know. Ouch. Uh, no lube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, and on the dick sucking thing, if, if, if I can share you what I think is a beautiful love story. Mm. Yeah. Let's hate the burst your bubble. It's not me sucking a dick. Um, <laughs> But there's a man sucking a dick who doesn't normally suck dicks. Uh, so I got invited to a gangbang, as one does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as you do on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever night. It's, <laughs> there's like 20, it was in 2015. I get invited to this gangbang, and um, in the middle... Now, the, the husband couldn't be more butchy, finance type of bro type of guy. These, I mean, these people are in their 40s. Um, he's very... He identifies as straight. He seems to be, you know... Uh, that's a, I, I can only describe them in sounds that are like manly tones. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and so, but during the gangbang, um, she's, I think she has my dick in her mouth and I think she's getting fucked by someone. But then I hear, you hear him say, hey, honey. And then she, we look over and then he has this dick in his hand of this other guy <laughs> and he goes, hey, honey. And he gives like four like really good bobs on the dick. Wow. Because he knows she thinks that's super hot. And then she came so hard. Yeah. So like he was- That a little, is a love story. That is love. <laughs> he does not suck dick on his own, but he was like, for her, every once in a while, you know, I'll put a dick in my mouth. I I'm, love that. 
I'm hey, honey. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Hey, honey, look here. Hey, yo, look over here. It's, it's like the I same. I got a in my mouth. Right? <laughs> it's like the same call at the grocery store. Like, hey, honey, I'm getting avocados. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I thought that was really sweet. And, and I actually had them on the podcast the next day. Uh, and, oh, no, no, like months and months later, because when they came back to New York, I had them on. And I did ask about that. I was like, dude, so that really stuck out to me. So what is that? And he explains, like, look, I don't. I don't get off on that, but I know she does. And I love my wife. So like I can put a dick in my mouth mm. a little bit that's a once in a while. That's a secure man right there. That's, that's a secure man. That's lovely. I love that. Wow. That makes me really happy. Yeah. That's like a sexual uh, poetry, like just a beautiful moment. I'm also not desperate to see you suck a dick, but mm. like I'm just more of the mindset of like, how do you know until you try? Sure. Yeah. You know, it's like maybe you'll like soccer, you know, go try. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking that too. Soccer. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, how can people reach you? You said email, email you, uh, Twitter. Tell well, us all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Find me on the things. I mean, most importantly, uh, well, on social media, I get, you know, so you give you a good cut point. I give it a little pause. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. oh, I'm not going to edit. We don't oh, edit. Oh, you don't edit? No, we don't <laughs> care. We don't care. It's uh, all going. Yeah. Roll the tape. Sure, sure. Uh, so you can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. Look, just search Billy Presida and I'm the first one to pop up. That's P-R-O-C-I-D-A. And then uh, you can find the Man Whore podcast anywhere you're listening to this show. Uh, just search Man Whore and I, again, pop right up. Yeah, and it, it really is great. Uh, I, I love that you talk about this stuff in such a plain, direct way. Um, and yeah, we're so happy you came over. And we can't wait to see what's next on your quest. Thanks. I had my sister on. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Cliffhanger. That's so good. That's great. Yeah, we loved having you. It was so great to get to know you a little bit and find out about your stuff. And we hope to have you on again sometime. Yeah, I now, I now care about. <gasps> Who cares? Ross and kind Patrick. Kind of ish. <laughs> <laughs> well, we care about you too. And, uh, and guys, thanks for listening. Woo. Bye. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>